Welcome everyone to the Follow the Yogi podcast. I'm Vicki Santana, your host. Join me every week while I'll share with you mind-blowing secrets of the practice of yoga, the philosophy of it, the physical practice of it, and I tie it all together so we can apply these secrets to our lives. Stay tuned. You might just find a little gem that will change your life. And now, on to our next dose of Follow the Yogi. Hey everybody, Vicki Santana here. Every Tuesday and Thursday on VickiSantana.com, I have a group meditation session from 6.30 to 7. And for the last few weeks, we've been going through the chakra system. Now, if you don't know what the chakra system is, basically, it's these little wheels of life force that we have inside of ourselves. And it starts from the root of the spine and goes all the way up, hovering above the crown of the head. And each one has its own task. So we've made it all the way up to the throat chakra. And for me, it's a really interesting one because it's the place of communication and expression. It usually develops between the ages of 8 and 12 years of age. And the word Vishuddha, that's the Sanskrit word for this chakra, means purification. So if we take that purification word and bring it to the space of expression and communication, over time, we can translate it to mean pure expression, pure communication. Now, if you have a deficiency in this chakra, just a couple of things. You might have a fear of speaking. You can't express your own truth, and that's when you have a deficiency of it. There are other things, but I'm trying to keep it short. If you have an excess in this chakra, you might be talking too much. You might be prone to gossiping or loudness. And when this chakra is balanced, you'll find yourself creative and expressive, have positive communication, and be able to listen more consciously to help you understand whether or not you need some balancing in this particular chakra, or you have a deficiency, or you have an excess. Ask yourself these three questions. Number one, how often do I fail to keep my promises? Number two, Do I ever use my words to hurt others? And number three, do I find it difficult to express myself honestly? If you answered yes to any of them, or maybe even all of them, you might need some work, some reconciliation, some balancing that needs to happen in this area. And I do want to say, I never look at subtle energy work as things being good or bad. I look at it as things are a certain way, they're emitting a certain vibration, and if that vibration is what we want it to be and inviting what we want in our life, all is good. However, comma, if the vibration is not what we're wanting to invite in our life, then we have the ability to recalibrate it and change that vibration. And what we do in our life, the people in our life that we're attracting, The things that we do, the things that we say, and the things that we do and do not say, the list is endless really, but that's just a few, will give you really good indications as to whether or not the vibration that you are emitting is the one that you want for your life. And to know me is to know I'm constantly bringing this practice back into the individual because it doesn't matter what the outside world is doing in the sense that the outside world isn't going to reconcile it for us. The outside world isn't going to understand us. The outside world isn't going to change it, fix it, 
or even harm it for us. The outside world is doing what it's supposed to do. It's holding up a mirror to us. It's bringing to us what we are vibrating, what we are emanating, what is churning and burning inside of us, and it's putting it smack dab in front of us. Then it's up to us to be honest with ourselves and say, is this what I want in my life? If not, what do I need to change inside of myself to change that? Okay, so we said it's the seat of communication and expression. So let's take the word communication. Ready? All right. Communication is the act of transferring information. It involves at least one sender and one receiver. One sender and one receiver. And I want you to be honest with yourself and ask yourself, more often than not, are you wanting to be the sender or the receiver? And it's an important distinction. Let me phrase it another way. Are you wanting to be understood more often than you're seeking to understand? When I was working in corporate America, oh, so long ago, we were told that listening, active listening, was even more important than getting our point across. Here's why. Active listening is important because it encourages openness, honesty, and success. If you pay attention to the other person, just by default, if they feel like they're being heard, chances are maybe the first wave of whatever they're trying to communicate to you, let's say it's a little bit of a prickly topic, maybe the first wave is going to be a little ee, difficult to swallow. But once that first wave comes out, if they feel that they're being heard and that they're safe, um, chances are the volume of their message is going to go down a little bit and you'll actually get to the layers of what they're actually trying to convey the real feelings deep down inside after the initial layers have been removed or expressed now i may have heard this learned this 20 years ago but if you look at pictures of the buddha you will notice that he has very large long ears and his mouth is disproportionately smaller to the rest of his features and the reason is we have two ears for listening one mouth for speaking if we're speaking all we're doing is repeating what we already know but if we're listening we might just have an opportunity to learn something and this is why i love the teachings this is why i love going back to the original source because everything that we know today are from teachings a really long time ago. So going back to the throat or the Vishuddha chakra, the body parts, some of the body parts um, that it impacts, the neck, ears, jaws, teeth, your vocal cords, upper shoulders, and that's just some of them. Here's the real important one. The main sense of this chakra, wait for it, is hearing the ears. The main action organ is the mouth. I'm going to say it again. The main sense is hearing. The main action is speaking. I'm being super adamant about this because I think sometimes, of course, it depends on the deficiency or the excess that we have in this particular chakra, but I think the emphasis far too often is wanting to be understood, speaking our truth, and being heard. So I'm going to turn this on its head. Remember, we vibrate our deficiencies and our excesses 
to the outside world and our actions are really good indicators of what's going on inside of us. So I'm going to turn it on its head. It might feel a little icky, sticky, uncomfortable, big old hairy, uh, jagged pill. But again, it's just a question. The key to learning is to pay attention to how we react to the question. All right, so here it goes. Is it possible that the very thing that I am seeking from others, the outside world, is it possible that it is the very thing that I'm not giving to others because I want it so badly to be given to me from the outside world? And then pay attention to the visceral reaction you have to the question. Don't even try to answer the question. See where it strikes you in your body. See how you're feeling. It usually happens in a nanosecond. And then we lay logic over it. So we basically forget about it because it's such a fast moving emotion that passes through us. But pay attention to how you felt in that nanosecond between what you heard and how you created a story around it. That is a good indicator as to where you are with this particular topic of being heard. And then notice the story that you're telling yourself. Are you pushing it away and saying, nope, that's not it, like super quick? Or are you going, hmm, let me think about that. I wonder if there's any truth to that. How we respond is another indicator as to where we are. Maybe if we push it away abruptly and have a knee-jerk reaction, maybe that's something that's actually mm, a tender spot for us, something that we do need to address and pay attention to. But our defense mechanism that has worked for us in the past is to say, nope, not me, mm -mm, totally wrong, moving on. I know for me that whenever I have a strong knee-jerk reaction uh, to something, there's definitely something there that I need to address. Just saying. All right, so let's circle back to the questions of before, uh, the ones that let us know whether or not we need any kind of rebalancing in this particular chakra. The first one being, how often do I fail to keep my promises? Now, promises are things that we say we're either going to do, say, you know, fill in the blank, and then we change our minds and don't do it. How we fail to meet the promise isn't as important as we make a commitment and then we don't follow through with it. Again, you notice I'm not saying it's not good, it's not bad, it's just what it is. And I'm talking about promises that we make to ourselves, commitment that we make to ourselves, and promises and commitments that we make to the outside world. I do want you to ask yourself another question though. Is it more important, less important to break a promise with the outside world than with myself. Pay more attention to what you actually do than what you think about that particular question. In other words, rewind, go back maybe the last two months and see if you've been canceling out a lot, if you've been making promises or gatherings or any number of things with the outside world and notice whether or not they have fallen through more often than not. Here as a yogi, we want to look at what we do, not necessarily about what we want to do. Because remember, the path to heaven is paved with the best intentions. And what we do for the outside world many times gives us good indication 
on how or whether or not we're also keeping promises with ourselves for ourselves. These are just questions that I want you to ask yourself because it'll direct you to which life force vortex in your subtle body system that could use some attention. One of my favorites, do I ever use my words to hurt others? And I'm going to use the topic, the example of gossiping in particular. So what determines whether or not what we're about to say is gossip? Sometimes people may defensively say, I'm not gossiping, I'm just passing along something which is true, or it's not a rumor, I was there myself. Here's the litmus test. Ask yourself if what you are preparing to say will cause the person you're speaking to to have a negative impression of the person you're talking about. Huh? Yeah. Saying something which can cause division inside of one's own being and among other people, you know, causes you to have a derogatory view of the one who's being talked about. Now, the first yama or the first guideline in our practice is non-harming, non-violence. And I want us to look, if possible, at gossip as a form of violence because it hurts and it can be deeply destructive. The victim of negative speech can get their feelings hurt. They can also lose respect. Friends, job, career, and if that's not bad enough, the harm that's done to the one speaking negatively is a lot worse. The negative karma incurred by one's soul through gossip may take many lifetimes of difficult lessons to rectify. Always remembering that ahimsa, non-harming, non-violence, is for the outside world, but for the individual first and foremost. I know that it's very easy to rationalize, justify anything negative that we're about to say about someone else to someone else. Honestly, I really do. It is so easy to fall into this. And even if you're not participating, even if you're not saying anything, being there and just being an onlooker, you're still collecting karmic currency uh, to work off because just being a participator, you know, saying nothing is like saying, "Uh uh-huh, sure, yeah, I'm accepting it. And keep in mind, when people are watching us talk negatively about other people, somewhere deep down inside of them, they're taking stock and they're wondering, if this person's willing to talk negatively about another person, what are they going to say about me when I'm not around? So, Even in the modern world, in the physical world, it might affect the integrity that someone perceives of you. Take a pause before you start going down the road of talking about someone else, okay? Put it through these three gates and see how it lands. So the the first one is, is it true? Is what I'm about to say true? Here's the thing about truth. (laughs) I say there's that person's truth, there's the other person's truth, and then there are screenshots. In other words, even when we say, yep, it's true, it might not be true. If you got it through a third person, it definitely isn't clear. And even if you yourself witnessed it, you don't know everything, all of the backdrop that happened before that moment in time. But just for argument's sake, let's say it is true. Then the next gate is Will it harm anyone? And this is the one where we start rationalizing, 
backstepping to try to see how we can justify this and so we can proceed and go on. So is it going to harm anyone? Listen, just because it's true, and you already know how I feel about truth, even if it is true, if what you're about to say now, based on what you know on karmic cycle and what the impact is when you share something negative with another human being about another human being, the possible outreaches that it has with them losing respect and friends and all this other stuff and how people are going to perceive you, it's going to be pretty hard to say, nope, not going to harm anybody because if it doesn't harm the other person, it's already harming you by default. So, but let's say for argument's sake, no, it's not going to harm anyone. Then the third gate is, is it necessary? Is what I'm about to say absolutely necessary? And it won't harm anyone. And I'm absolutely certain that it is true. Chances are, now that you know what you know, the answer is going to be no. Actually, the answer is probably going to be no when we first ask ourselves, is this true? And definitely is it going to harm anyone? Yeah, probably it will. So it's at that point that we use our booty, our higher intellect, to stop ourselves from feeding ourselves and gossiping about other people, speaking negatively about other people, regardless of whether or not we think we're justified in doing that. Again, once we know better, then our task is to do better. But I promise you, this is one of those things that takes time to uh, actually make happen and make it a fabric of your life. And you'll find yourself still months, maybe even years, saying negative things about other people. But there will come a time, now that the seed is planted, where you will catch yourself beforehand. But before you catch yourself before, you're still going to be doing it. I want you to be kind to yourself. And you, you know, just the fact that we can notice that we're doing it, that goes a huge way. Because once we notice what we're doing, then we can pay attention to how it's making us feel inside. And then once we feel what that feels like inside of us, that's when we're going to make deep, permanent change. Whew. Okay. Last one. I sure do pack a lot of stuff because I want things to resonate with you. I want you to take these things into your life and start that internal process of purification. Last question. Do I find it difficult to express myself honestly? Hmm. That's a good one, right? Um, especially with social media and filters and everything else that's going on. I'm laughing when I said the word filters because every so often, man, I go outside, harsh light, no makeup, no filter, and I take one of those raw pictures that show me exactly who I am because even when we look at a picture of ourselves, chances are we're not even seeing ourselves um, honestly the way we really are. So I take a big old ice cube bucket and pour it over myself just to make sure I keep it real with myself. But do you find it hard to express yourself honestly? Now, the most challenging part of any of these questions, really, is to find ourselves outside the story. In other words, to not go down the rabbit hole of why these things happened or why it's hard for me to express myself 
or why I have trust issues or why all these different, why, 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 why? It, it doesn't matter anymore. Okay. I, we can think of hundreds of reasons why, but if we stay in the task of reminding ourselves about the why, we're actually not finding a solution. What we are doing is reinforcing the why, and that's going to reinforce the what, in this case, finding it hard to uh, honestly express ourselves. Now, here I go again. It has nothing to do with expressing yourself with the outside world. Don't get me wrong. That is a component of communication and expression, of course. But it starts with the conversation that we have to ourselves, about ourselves. And that's where I'm coming from with this question. Do I find it difficult to express myself honestly to myself? These things that I'm encountering, the limitations, the limited belief systems, um, the things that I'm experiencing, the hurts that I have, am I willing, able to communicate this stuff to myself honestly without trying to tie it to something from the outside world or another person. And now I'm going to bring this full circle. My mantra for this week, my mantra for the rest of the year, my mantra for the rest of my life is first seek to understand others. First seek to understand others. First seek to understand others. And I'm going to make sure as best as I can, make it permeate every single thing of my business, of my life, of my relationships. Because here's the thing. When we understand where other people are coming from, being understood is really unnecessary, completely unnecessary. This doesn't mean that we agree with the other person. It doesn't mean that we're going to enable the other person. But just being able to see things from another person's perspective, whether we agree with it or not from a value system can possibly snuff out most of the negative conversations that you would need to have with that person because we want to be understood more than we want to understand others. Now, to be able to do that, we also have to be careful that we don't pay attention or try to understand others and then feel slighted or resentful because others don't understand us. See, the deeper part of this is other people aren't really supposed to understand us. Other people can't really understand us. Only we can understand ourselves at the deepest, most purest level. And there's this enormous volume of empowerment that happens when you understand yourself and you don't need someone else to understand you and you don't need someone's permission to be who you are, you're no longer a puppet. You're no longer um, depending on the validation of others. And therefore, them understanding you and hearing you will not be nearly as important to you, if important at all. Well, that's it for this week's podcast. If you enjoyed this, please feel free to share this with anyone I'm on Google Podcast, Amazon Podcast, iTunes Podcast, Spotify, Buzzsprout, really all the major channels. But if you find that this particular podcast helps anyone that you know or can help 
many of the people you know, because most of the things that I talk about on my podcast have to do with life. They're tethered to the old teachings of the practice of yoga. They have to do with psychology because yoga and psychology cannot be separated. So the message is incredibly universal because we are all human beings. We have not, our frontal cortex has not evolved very much at all over the last six or 7,000 years. So these concepts apply to just about everyone. But if you like the way that I say it, if you like the message that's there, and if you feel that it can help you or others or many others, please feel free to share it because I want to change the world one breath at a time, one podcast at a time, one yoga class at a time, one conversation at a time. So much love for each and every one of you. Here's to bringing in a new year, a new mindset, and with all my love, namaste. Namaste.